Hi, John. Hey, Alex. Do you know what I hate? What do you hate? Popped collars. Really? I thought you were going to say evil, but I guess those are kind of the same thing, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not pro evil, but you know, I'm not, I'm not again it. But like, how is, how about evil compared to popped collars? I mean, I, I'm going to say pop collars are like active evil, you know, mm. like choosing to be evil while regular evil is just like the banal, it's just part of their nature evil. Okay. And of course we're talking about uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. We can scan a buck and run a trot line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Country boy can survive. Country folks can survive. Popping bottles, popping collars in the VIP. All right, so we watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. This movie was weird. Mm-hmm. I guess the the first question is. Is it supposed to be this badly acted? Like not, I think Tucker and Dale were fine, but like the, the, the college kids, they're like acting bad on purpose, right? Like to, to mimic horror movie acting. Sure. We can go with that. Um, I think, <laughs> I, I think the, the quite your, put it. your popped collar nemesis kind of goes above and beyond uh, just Jesse Moss, particularly at the end, but they're not great. The opening segment where it's like, a tape recording of the murders from 20 years ago uh-huh. is the acting in there is, is like actively dog shit. Like it seems like they have to be doing that on purpose. That one but seems then, a little bit more like it, but I, yeah. But then the, then the students that we're following pretty much all of them are acting in the same way. So it's, yeah, I was like, how deep did they consider this movie? But you know, or is it just, you know, that's the, quality of actor they could afford i that's some of it i mean that's also some of like i'm, I'm sure they're like well because we're making this sort of th- this kind of movie you need to be this sort of way or you know there's just like just go for it we're not going to be that concerned yeah. about acting. there was a, a a later friday the 13th i think it was part nine where the director wanted to have the best acted front of the 13th movie and it was like good luck man that's great mm. oh it's, yeah, it was jason a, x a- he wanted that uh, for jason x yeah that guy really i've heard interviews with him before and he really wanted that movie to be good. And he's like, yep, didn't work out. Like, yeah. he totally, he's like, yeah, that was my, that was my try. That was my one swing. And yeah, it didn't work. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's sad because he's got like a really good, like, attitude about it. Like, man, maybe you should get another shot. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, he was working against a lot of stuff there. On the Jason note, uh, there, I, did you notice that there was a Kiki Ma 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 in this? Y- yeah. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, all I kinds of little, little Easter eggs, kind of almost like Shaun of the Dead in that way. Um, yeah. You can see, and if you don't, it's fine too. It doesn't, which is always my favorite kind of one of those things. And of course, audience at home, you don't know. Um, John's mom is named Kiki, mm-hmm. and uh, she was the DP. And she was, <laughs> she, yep, she was uh, excellent. Uh, she lends to this picture. I hate when people yes. fucking say that shit. Uh, not just about my oh, mom, would, but about about that like, wasn't that that wasn't the DP I was talking about. John. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I should have guessed who I was talking to here. Didn't even think about it until after you, after you said lens the picture. I'm like, oh yeah, DP's got another uh, yeah. definition. <laughs> was... On that note, every time I'm, I'm in my therapist's office, he's got a bunch of books. But like he he does part of his uh, approach is cognitive behavioral therapy, which is CBT. Uh-huh. That's also the uh, uh, initialism for cock and ball torture. <laughs> so I'll be in like the middle of this like, you know, harsh, you know, uh, really emotional session. Then look up like a tee cock and ball torture. <laughs> Why aren't we doing that? It's therapeutic. (laughs) 
Well, I suppose yeah. um, that would that be weird if you went to therapy and the doctor was like, look, I think this is going to be a good exercise for you. Just kick me in the nuts a whole bunch. Yeah. Like kind of um, tricking you into doming him. But like, would it be cathartic at, at the same time? I mean, I don't I don't really want to do the experiment, to be honest with you. Okay. Like, I'm usually pretty like, yes, and about life. And mm-hmm. I'm just willing to try some stuff, especially when it comes to mental health. But um, just, just not yeah, going to go to I town on really, a yeah, I don't really want to be like kicking my therapist in the nards, like even even upon request. All right. Well, some some people just don't want help, I guess. I mean, I guess you're right. I try and I try, but you know, if it if it takes kicking a therapist in the ghoulies to <laughs> So, um, boy, I don't even know how to like approach this movie. Here's a problem that I have with not necessarily just this film, but a lot of films of of uh how am I going to say this without sounding too horrible? It's the first time I've ever worried about that on this show. Mm. I am a bit of a, a coastal elitist mm-hmm. when it comes to I, Southern people kind of annoy me, <laughs> like hillbilly characters. Just, I don't, and even though these two are kind of likable, it's just, it's a hard hurdle for me to clear to like huh. be really on their side. Interesting. Yeah, there's no way to say that properly. So anybody out there listening, if you've got like a John Deere cap on, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm judging you. I'm like I'm like I'm the Chad of this of this podcast. Chaw dropping out of shocked mouths as they hang agape at your ludicrous statement. Yeah, just pulling their dick out of their cousin, going, "Hey, this is insulting." That guy won't hit his therapist in the ghoulies, and then he said this awful thing about me. Yeah. Ma, get off the couch. We got a, we got an East Coast liberal. Uh, no, it's not. I'm not that like, that against it. It's just like I think a lot of the movies that are written with that kind of characters in it they're just usually so one-dimensional that i just it's hard for me to kind of well i, I think it's, you know it's, and, and the south is awful you know like the whole like racism sure you know confederacy thing i think when you when you have there's so many movies where it's like oh it's the southern hero then it's going to be kind of excruciating it's going to be toby keith you know what i mean it's going to be yeah. like uh, uh good old boys and that's actually they're going to show these east coast liberals what what's what and this actually really subverts that because these guys are nice and they're also yeah. like comfortable with each other, um, like expressing emotions to one another. And like Dale in particular is, is a rather sensitive guy. And I don't think yes. that's generally not a weakness. And I, um, I liked that. I like that too. But it took me a while to kind of warm up to that just mm-hmm. because my my initial prejudice. I did find the um, the intro of them, like where they're at the store and the, the frat kids are. I mean, it's not necessarily the intro, but they're at the store and the frat kids are there and like. They're trying to uh, Dale and uh, Tucker as as kind of uh, the evil, freaky, you know, hillbilly things. You know, judging people by how they look or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get, I get that point, and it's well made. Except you did walk up to them as a giant hair suit man carrying a fucking scythe. Yeah, there's. I, I mean, like, I get what they're doing, but maybe, maybe not the giant Grim Reaper fucking thing in your head. Just, you know, maybe have a gun in your, like a, a hunting rifle slung across your back. Yeah. Fine. That, that I could, but really you could put the scythe down. Come on, man. There, there are a few things that are a little kind of like, yeah, a little bit too much. The, this, the, the crux of this whole movie is that these teens go uh, out camping in the woods, like in a slasher movie, or, you know, or deliverance or something like that. And they run into these two guys on the way that we find out are Tucker and Dale. And at first they're introduced as these creepy hillbillies. Uh-oh, look out for them. And then they actually end up being very nice guys. But things keep happening. There's uh, a lot of confusion about who these people are. And, like, kids end up dying kind of at their own fault, freaking out about trying to protect themselves from these hillbillies. 
this movie could just be, and I mean, at its core, this movie is just what a misunderstanding. Yeah. But it handles it really well. They kind of like get past the, the initial hurdle for most people. Cause when they find Katrina Bowden's character, like, like, okay, well we're on the same side. And then it's just sort of becomes a, a comedy about communication in general. It is funny. I guess there is a special feature on the DVD that features the like basically the movie from the teen's point of view. So it's sort of yeah, the reverse I, of like, like what what it actually appears like for them. If I had found that out before earlier today, I mm-hmm. probably would have watched a little bit of that just to see what it was like. Now, let me just uh, clarify what you just said there. You say Katrina Bowden when they get introduced to her. Is that Allison or is it any – it's the other really nuanced characters that, uh, that are female that we got introduced yeah. to? No, it's it's Allison. The only reason I know who oh, that it's is Allison. is because okay. she was on 30 Rock. That's the only reason yeah, I know. But, but it's not it's not the other like really deep, in-depth female characters mm-hmm. we got in this movie. Yeah. Like that one girl with shoes and then the other one. That one girl smokes. You got to give her that. That's a character yeah. trait. She, she sure lighted up the cigarettes. Yep. That was uh, – I mean, I get it. They're they're doing the the, the tropes from a horror movie, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's like, just like like a skosh of depth. I think it wisely doesn't spend a lot of time with them. I mean, they they certainly the characters like like Chad they 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 flush out a bit. This thing would be excruciating if um, Alan uh, Tudyk and Tyler Labine weren't great together. I mean, I don't know how you have bad chemistry with Alan Tudyk. Yes, Alan Tudyk is 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 a joy. He, like so much so that stupid alien show he's on, I haven't watched, but like, I'm curious to watch it, even though there's nothing interesting about it, just because mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk's there. So maybe it's great. But um, Tyler Labine is that who this is? Mm-hmm. Who who is that? I mean, I know it's the guy from this movie, but like, right. do I know him from something else? You know my life better than me. I th- he's in Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which I think is one the one that we watched. I don't remember who watched Rise or Dawn. So he's in that. So we've we've seen him in that. Oh, I remember who he is in that. He's he got spit on by a monkey or something in the beginning. I think he's the guy that like first gets really sick. He's been in a bunch of TV shows. He was on Reaper, which a lot of people like. Reaper? What the hell's a Reaper? It was some show with uh, uh, the guy that played Leland Palmer as the devil. Supposed to be pretty funny. Oh, Reaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that show. I didn't watch it, but I, yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, so this guy, I know his name, um, but his face is unfamiliar to me. Um, in this movie, he could be uh, Mike Mitchell from the from the Doughboys. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's got that, that just kind of, hey, look, I'm a big funny guy. Yeah. Thing. But it also, like, because it wasn't so, like, they, they were so great and kind of natural together. There, it wasn't. The gag of them not being the bad guys, they didn't. It feels like it didn't rest on that that heavily, or it was like, oh no, but we were just doing this, and you thought we were doing this. Yeah, um, it's like that decision is made, and everyone just goes with it, and there's not like a bunch of repeated stuff. I mean, like they keep getting caught in these situations. Like at one point, a guy trying to to because they rescue, uh, they're out fishing. The kids are skinny dipping. They see uh, Allison on a rock getting changed and she like sees them and kind of gets startled and freaks out, hits her head, uh, falls in the river and hits her head. They rescue her, put her in the boat. And when people see her being loaded into a boat, they're like, oh, my God, these hillbillies are stealing her. They actually just nurse her back to health and it's fine. But like they're trying to rescue her. Her friends are trying to rescue her from these evil murderous hillbillies and keep killing themselves in the process. Like at one point, one of them like tries to stab Alan Tudyk and he goes out of the, you know, not him not even seeing it happening. Steps out of the way and, it, and he flies headfirst into a wood sh- chipper. That was kind of a fun yes. bit, but there's not just like, yeah. oh, well, then they caught us doing this, and then it was, uh, you know. My um, my main problem with some of the kills, and and they're fine, but so the first kill I liked, 
is um, Alan Tudyk is getting stung by bees. So he's running with a chainsaw. The or the other kids are running with him. Shenanigans ensue, and the kid just runs into a tree limb mm-hmm. and just impales himself. Like, oh, that's funny. That's a g- good kill. Yeah. But then the next the next kill is the exact same kill. It's a kid this time is running with a tree branch. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mitchell dodges out of the way. Like, what's his name? Tyler uh, Levine. Tyler Levine. Dale. I'm just gonna call him Dale. Dale. Dale, Dale jumps out of the way, and then the kid stabs himself in the pit, and it's like, well, that was. Just the exact same gag you did about three minutes ago. Right, yeah. And then it's the, like, uh, I know we make this joke a lot, but Chekhov's wood chipper, like, you've established that wood chipper, like, a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's a little obvious. Like, I'm not saying there's, I mean, there's no real way to not foreshadow that, but it was like, boy, did you show a lot of that wood chipper before Mm -hmm. that kid went in. Yeah. Like, you you knew what was going to happen. You were kind of rooting for it to happen, but that's that's sort of a, a slasher movie thing. Yeah, um, I, but that's that's the end of my gripes with the, the with the kills. Is just the, I like the first one, the second one only because it was repeated in the wood chipper. But the rest of them were like the way the sheriff goes was fucking hilarious. I did not see that comment. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was right. Really, actually, when and even though we I just talked about the wood chipper, that was the only other moment of like, oh, what a misunderstanding. That I was kind of like, I thought we covered this, but then it 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 ended in a way that made me laugh. So it's it's fine. Oh, the, speaking of, of kills, this the stuff at the very beginning, like in the in the flashback, because part of the reason they're afraid of of these hillbillies is that um, Chad tells them a story when they first get the the teens story when they first get there about like this hillbilly attack that happened. The hillbillies when they're and it shows like in in flashback the hillbillies terrorizing them and like when the guy stabs the woman in the neck, it's like really CG blood, very and it's, CG. It looked, yeah. it looked really fakey and and bad. And I was like, oh boy. But the rest of the movie, I think, is fine for that. But just the like, throwing the um the saw blade, I thought looked pretty good. Uh-huh. But then the the machete looked terrible. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah, and I was worried there was going to be more of that in the in the movie. But generally, I thought the the you effects. Know, so were good. you work in uh, special effects uh, after a fashion, or directly, or just would that be just be called special effects? I I wouldn't call whatever myself, you, whatever. I've done I've yeah, done effects in the past. I'll I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. You're 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 at least you know you're involved in that. I'm stuff. A digital artist. Mm. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. It's like special effects. Are, who cares? But the I point don't, is, I don't know. it costs money to do VFX, mm-hmm. special effects, whatever. They've been doing stab people in the neck gags in horror movies for sixty years. How is it not cheaper to just do it on set, or is it is it really just digits are cheap? I don't know. I mean, that's there's there's so many questions and uh, so there's so many answers for that. Like you could, it could just be that it was, yeah, it was easier to just in the shooting schedule to just not spend a lot of time with appliances and stuff like that, even though they, they yeah. do, you know, could it be something where it's supposed to be something and it didn't work. So this was a backup. It could just be that yeah, yeah, they, just some weird. people like yeah. the flexibility that that can bring. Um, like that's a, that's a big issue with the ongoing plight of post-production animators and artists with Marvel stuff is that they say that so often they'll just get like last minute changes all the time. Yeah. That just seem like they make no sense, but some, some directors want to work like that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm always of, uh, having not really worked with a lot myself, um, in, in my brief filmmaking career, but like, I, as a viewer, I tend to like practical effects for this kind of stuff a lot more. I think they can be, you know, amplified by that CG stuff, but when it's, when it looks that. I'm watching a cut scene from, you know, Seventh Guest 2 or something. It it seems bad. Yes. It either looks like, you know, a, a bad video game or something that was trying to be converted into 3D and they were trying to make the yeah. knife, you know, 3D looking because yeah. it's just like it's not – the planes are like a little bit off. Like the the focus is weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's – having just watched Final Destination 4, 
which was the first one that was done in 3D like that. Some of the effects look bad because I think they spent so much money trying to get it just doing 3D. They waited for part four to do 3D. That seems stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like that's because that's when the, it came out when the big 3D craze was happening around like. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Which which is funny because speaking of, of the, the time of stuff is that the, when this movie came out, Platinum Dunes had kind of started. It had already been doing their thing. Platinum Dunes was the Michael Bay production company that did all these remakes of like uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Friday the 13th from what I've seen of those like they're mean and like crummy uh like generally oh, yeah. I, I found that in, in the ones that I've seen like the teens were just like assholes and no everyone's a jerk and so this is like this coming out when it did which was in 2010 like it seems very perfect because it's just the complete opposite of that not just in the like oh it turns out they're good but it's just like it's so much it's so much more wholesome than some of those other movies and uh yeah kind of like it and particularly like it being a, a michael bay company it's a lot more like uh, how do i want to put this but it, like just chauvinistic kind of shit and i like that you know dale in particular is very is not a what you would consider a masculine icon but he's the hero of this and it's not it's not treated badly that he you know he gets the girl because he's nice to her and he listens and he's sweet it's not that he's like he tricked her or like He's got the bigger chainsaw or, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. And essentially he's a pacifist for the most part. Yeah. I did like and and was jealous of their kind of courtship of he found this, found the girl and then they get to play a, a trivia game together. And that's how he, that's how he wows her. I mean, that's, that's, that's dream scenario for me. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure that's why it was written that way. I'm sure the guy who wrote this was like, same issue. Yeah. The last time I played trivia with someone that I was like somewhat going on a date with, they got really annoyed at how good I was at it and <laughs> like not necessarily stormed off, but they were, you know, uh-huh. the game ended quickly. So yeah, it's, I didn't, didn't work out. People get weird. Having spent a couple of years hosting pub, pub trivia, people get fucking weird about that stuff. Can get really intense and serious about it. Uh, it's wild to me. I mean, it's fun. Like it can, it's, it's fun and being competitive can be fun, but some people get like way too into it. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. So the, the next kind of plot convenience contrivance is the one kid decides to run off and get the sheriff. So he's going to take the one car they have Mm -hmm. to drive and get the sheriff. The sheriff arrives and the kids are like running out into, why were the kids running away? Oh, cause they found their friend on the tree, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and the and the wood chipper and all that shit already happened. Yeah, my my order of operations was weird. Yeah, because the, yeah. the sheriff shows up when like they're trying to remove the kid from the wood chipper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he's, he's got the really funny uh, Alan Tudyk. Says, oh, wow, you, he's really heavy for half a guy. Uh, there is, I, you know, what I need to backtrack on some things I've been saying because we're talking about the sheriff reminds me the weird like gay panic moment at the beginning when when they first meet the sheriff. They're oh, headed yeah. to their because the reason Tucker and Dale are going up there is that it's it's like Tucker's vacation home he he picked up, and so they're going to go hang out there and go fish and do all this stuff. And they're heading out there, and Dale hands him a uh, like a Miller Light to drink on the road, which don't drink and drive, kids. I mean, you know, one of us says that. <laughs> but, I say uh, drive fast, uh, take chances. The cool one says, "Have fun, yeah. everybody." But uh, no, but like Tucker's driving, sees there's a cop behind, him, was like, "Oh shit!" Accidentally spills the beer on his lap. And it's freaking out about it. Dale, ever the nice guy, tries to help. And then like, oh, he gets kind of stuck on him. And it looks like he might be giving him a blowjob. And then somehow his shirt gets torn off. And I was worried yeah. there was going to be so much more of that. But fortunately, it's just that one. And it's, that's kind of it. Didn't like that so much. But yeah, since they didn't stick with it, I kind of just let it go. 
Yeah, because there was, I wonder if there was more of those jokes that they decided to cut because there was a lot of like, oh, this is, this is Tucker's, you know, vacation home. Like, I think there's a lot of like the, the intimating that they might be gay mm-hmm. that I wonder if there was more jokes to that and they just kind of decided not to. I mm-hmm. mean, who the fuck knows? I'm not going to, I'm not going to look up the script. Oh yeah. So the sheriff, the sheriff rolls into the house and he goes inside and they're decide to try to explain the story to him. He's like, let me get this straight. And he leans up on a pole that we've established earlier, that pole not good to lean on and just get it whacked in the face with a, with a chunk of wood with big ass nails sticking through it. And, uh, did not see that coming, forgot they established that beam and man, mm-hmm. uh, that was some funny shit, especially cause the guy like gets up and he's just completely fucked up and he's like trying to get to the car to get to the radio. And he still has a board nailed to his head. It's, yes. It's fantastic. And of course it just further freaks out the college kids and makes them fully convinced that these are awful killer hillbillies. Yes. And not to, not to like, you know, pitch after the fact or whatever, but like, I bet you the keys are still in that car. They could probably just, you know, drive away. But then their friend is still there. They've got to save her. Yeah, yeah whatever. Chad's a dick. Yes, he is. Uh, because he starts really losing his mind about it. Everyone else is, is upset, but he's like really looking at a chance for vengeance and to basically live a horror movie. Although they don't, I do like they don't spend a lot of time pointing out that like, oh my God, this is like a horror movie. You know, like they don't, mm. they don't spend a lot of time with the meta. It's not a scream kind of situation. Um, cause I think particularly in, in 2010, that would be very played out, even though we still do it now. But, uh, anyway, it's just, it's more fun when people just go along with it. Yeah. I don't even think they really reference it being like a movie, do they? They might've towards yeah, that's the good point, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, yeah. It's not something, it's not something they hang on. Cause the background story where he tells about the, you know, the whatever massacre 20 years ago, they, they make no reference to that being like a movie. Yeah. yeah that's actually kind of interesting. I, I thought about it cause I was watching, Last night I was watching Cemetery Man, which is a movie I liked a lot in in high school. And the the plot of that is guy runs a cemetery and every after two weeks of body that's buried there, they come some of them come back and he has to shoot them in the head to put them back down. But he just calls them returners. And it kind of occurred to me, like, oh yeah, zombies don't exist in this world. There's no frame of reference for him to be like, oh, it's like oh, yeah. in these movies. Uh, and then I, I that occurred to me with this movie, and I kind of like that. They're not just like, oh, it's like when Jason did this. That's what I liked about The Walking Dead. They uh, refused to use the word zombie. What did, what did they call them? Walkers? I mean, I think they had other words for it, too. But, like, the the point is uh, they, they were living in a universe that didn't have the, the term zombie. I was yeah. going to say the George Romero, but zombies predates him. I always liked in uh, the comic The Goon, he called them slackjaws. I forgot about Goon. Uh, the next kill is kind of funny. The other kid pulls the cop's gun out of the holster and points it at Tucker and Dale. Dale po- points out that he needs to take the safety off, mm-hmm. which was really, it's just, it's such a, it's such a sweet moment that he's just trying to be helpful, even though he's about, you know, and the kid just shooting himself in the brain. I mean, it obviously was about to happen, but yeah. it's just the timing of it was quite good. And the kids it, in the car reacting. I mean, it was great. And it's like, the, I think, and it's, a, I think a credit to the, again, to the leads that that is a really stupid thing to do. Like that's, I mean, that's just like a stupid moment to be like, oh, well, the safety's on. I'm trying to help for some reason, but they sell it. It seems genuine when they do it. So yeah. um, it did make me think of a, a bit from Halloween Kills. And so it made me mad. The, I, anytime a kid shoots himself in the head with a revolver reminds me, do you remember that episode in 90210 where the one kid's friend was like spinning the gun around his finger and blew his brains out? No. Brian Austin Green, I think it was. Huh. 
his friend, it was like a blonde friend. I think he was like a somewhat regular, maybe. I barely remember. But like there was a scene, it was like a gun safety episode that he was like spinning the gun and shot himself in the brain. That sounds vaguely familiar, but I have I have memory hold a lot of that show. I am watching that scene uh, right now, and it is uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's a it's a re edit uh, called Scotty Bites the Bullet, but seeing it seeing it happen Scotty. kind of yeah jogs jogs memory a little bit because he just like Brian Austin Green just walks into the room and he's doing it. He's like Scotty, no, and RIP yeah. that guy. Big moment and big moment in nineties television. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what happens next? It's, kinda, it's just the same shit we've been talking about. It kind of. Same. And then Chad keeps losing his marbles and is like starts to really want to do a tactical rescue mission that ends up with him being inside and they're talking about it like she because uh, uh, Allison wants to be a therapist. That's what she's going to school for. And so she's like, well, I can use this to bridge the communication gap between the two groups and we can sit down and talk. Chad tells the whole story again about the hillbilly massacre, revealing that it was his mom was originally a part of that. Oh, yeah. And that they, she was the only survivor. And um, so that's why he hates you people. Then because he told the remaining teenagers, if I'm not back in X amount of time, come in with guns blazing, they storm in, more nonsense happens, people die, stuff gets set on fire. But let me cycle back because we skipped two important beats that were fun. The nail gun fight where they're holding the gun to the dog's head and then they get a nail gun fight. It's very fun. Uh, and then they capture Tucker and chop off. Oh, no, those are his bowling fingers. Yep. Funny line. They chop off his fingers and, and send it to him like, hey, this is. And then, yeah, that's what leads to them trying to uh, Allison trying to broker a peace between the two parties. Yeah. Things go, of course, go horribly wrong. And uh, Skid's night. And then Chad gets very burned. There's a sweet moment between Tucker and Dale where. Like Dale sort of saved Tucker and, and Tucker confides that, you know, you're you're a good guy. You've always been a good guy. When I said you, you, I let you catch more frogs than me. You were actually catching more frogs than me. You need to stand up for yourself. And oh, that is nice. Go kick the shit out of out of Chad. In in that fire melee weird part, mm-hmm. a, a, just a hilarious moment where the kid runs in with a with a weed whacker and Tucker and or Dale duck and he hits his friend in the face with a weed whacker. Yeah, and she's got like half of her skull exposed for the rest of the scene. It's it's quite brutal. That but was played hilariously. Great. Yeah, yeah. Because I've I of all the um, sharp equipment or things that could flay you that I've had, I'm probably the most afraid of a weed whacker for some reason. But like I could, I think it's more because I can imagine somehow hurting myself with that more than like a mower. I mean, for me, it's it's a wood chipper all day. Those things scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I haven't used one, so it's more it's more just my proximity to, to it, I guess. Yeah, weed whacker. Like, I don't think it would really hurt you that bad. It's just like. A bit of nylon. Like, it probably cut your leg up a little bit, but it's not yeah. like... I think that's what... Because it's a pain I can associate with something else. Like, as I've... I've oh, gotcha. You know, yeah, yeah. I've, like, accidentally grated my knuckles on a cheese grater. Or like, yeah. Oh, I see. So it's yeah, like my yeah. brain can be like, oh, it probably feel like that. Whereas, like, lopping off a finger, I have no idea. Yeah, you can't, Yeah, you can't like, actually put that... Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it's like to lose a leg or whatever. Yeah. Uh, not, not anxious to find out. So don't need to send in your offers, audience. All right, I'll cancel my Christmas present. It's not quite a cameo, but it is Mick Foley coming to your house to <laughs> cut off your leg. That is so weird. That's literally what I was going to say, <laughs> is, that, is that I was going to get a professional wrestler to come to your house and cut your leg off. I like the idea that they would just be willing to do that, that they're just all psychopaths that, yeah, sure. How much? 50 bucks? Yeah, sure. I'll cut, yeah. I'll all cut right. leg you want You want the Benoit special? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not that far. Not, not that far. They got to live through it. 
Uh, yeah, so we get to the final set piece, which is a lumber mill. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chad ties her to the, you know, the old school Snidely Whiplash thing. Or just going to say that's not who I mean, but like, yep. yeah, he ties, ties her to a log and he's going to put her through the, uh, the, the saw. And um, there's got to be a safety button there. I mean, just I work with equipment that cuts stuff and I work with, you know, drills and adjuster presses and mm-hmm. stuff. There's always like a big red button oh, yeah. hit just anywhere. There's no way that that close to the blade, there's not an emergency uh-huh. shutoff switch. Well, it's an old sawmill, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I just, yeah. you know, I'm just say it. <laughs> Safety wasn't invented till 2011. That's true. Yeah. But, but yeah, and, and it's, uh, they discover, I, I don't remember how exactly they discover, they, they find some old newspapers or something that reveals that the one guy left from the Hillbilly Massacre clearly looks exactly like Chad. And there's just this like throwaway line about how his mom was tortured and raped. And I was like, yes. Okay, movie, that's real dark. I know we just watched, real we've dark. been watching a lot of teens die, but just the, the cavalierness that that's tossed away. I, this movie isn't like big enough to have that be just like, a, oh yeah, obviously. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not the whole thing like Freddy Krueger, I think is supposed to be like the son of 10,000 maniacs or something like that. Um, I think it's a hundred rapists. Uh, his mom was in an institution and yeah. was raped by a hundred different rapists in one night. And somehow that made the sperm extra evil. And that's how Freddie came out. Yeah. But this was just like, oh, okay. So I kind of feel real bad for Chad now. Um, yeah. And I know that like, you know, this movie is supposed to be about like, hey, don't judge a book by its cover and empathy's good. But like at this, at this late stage, it just kind of seems like I'm okay with Chad just having lost his, you know, flipped his wig about it. Um, I didn't need that, but. No, okay. True. I did like the line. It's true, Chad. You're half hillbilly. Yes. Funny yeah. line. When it's yeah. revealed to him, um, Chad is is routed when um, Dale saves Allison, and uh, Chad still wants to attack him, and he throws chamomile tea at him. There's been this runner throughout where Chad has an inhaler, and because Dale knows weird stuff, he remembers that there's a chemical in chamomile tea that somehow, for some people can cause anaphylactic shock and he's like yeah he'll be fine as long as he has his inhaler and then he falls out the top of the, the sawmill yeah and onto something i don't remember um i don't know yeah, if, Though, yeah to be fair uh, chad did say when they're drinking tea he asked is it chamomile i can't drink that shit it makes my asthma go nuts right but he just like the fact but dale later like specifically says i know there's a oh, yeah, it's on there but. so here's Here's I again don't want to punch up the movie, but I think it would have been a much better ending if he went, wait, I'm really half hillbilly, and that reforms him. Like not it doesn't <laughs> Chad doesn't have to die. Like there is the realization of like, oh really? And oh you are nice. And like that's it. He's just this half burned psychopath, but has the revelation of like, I mean, I guess I can be a nice guy. That's that's the yeah. I've been I've been a closet jug player this entire time. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Juggalo. Man, that would be a great fucking ending. <laughs> it would be even better. But I also like, and in, in maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seemed like when he bursts out of the, the the window, when he falls out of the window, it's like, oh, it's daytime now. Like it's been night up until this point. Yeah, it is day. Yeah. Yeah. But I just like that reveal. It's kind of like at the end of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she jumps through the window and it's like, oh, it's daytime now. That like this this nightmare has gone on for this long. Oh, yeah. And that's how you find out. But I think there were some shafts of light coming through. I don't remember, but that struck me, and uh, I didn't. I did enjoy that bit. Again, like you can, th- this movie is full of things like that. That you can go like, oh, I think that's supposed to be a reference to this. But if not, it's fine. It's just a movie. Yeah. So we go to the hospital where um, Tucker is rehabbing, 
after having his and some random other person's fingers sewn back on in a very weird joke. But I, I, I think because it was so just strange that I liked it. Because one of his fingers has a big red fingernail on it. Like, that's such like a Frankenhooker joke. That's yeah. such a just, okay, but I went with it. Because, again, I think just because I like Alan Tudyk. And, like, he's, Alan Tudyk is one of, like, the few people that kind of got big during that whole, like, big Whedon-y era. Like, when 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 nerds ruled. That yeah. I'm still like, yeah, that guy's still all right. The guy, yeah, like, his level of fame. Because, like, I like Jonah Ray, but Jonah Ray was never, like, Alan Tudyk. Uh, Nathan Fillin. I like Nathan Fillin's all right. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like you don't see him as much anymore. But I mean, I guess he was on Castle for a long time. Maybe. Yeah. And he played the uh, detachable arm kid or whatever in uh, oh, that's the right. scene. I in forgot Suicide how much I enjoyed yeah. that. That was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy that. Despite it being from the twisted mind. And then speaking of stupid, this movie ends with um, uh, Dale and Allison going bowling. Mm-hmm. And a very weird scene where he gives his friend on the bowling squad... He's like, man, you just got to go. Go talk to that girl. Just go get it now. Yeah, the and same advice goes, that Tucker gave him. Yeah. And from what I can tell, he goes to the ne- a couple lanes over and punches a woman out and drags her away. Is that what happens? It will. It's somehow where she something happens where she gets knocked out. It's supposed to be like, oh, what an understand a misunderstanding. It's starting all over again. But then he like is dragging her away. He doesn't seem freaked out by it. And okay. is, I don't know if that, that the, that's the movie going like, look, we're not saying all hillbillies are good. I mean, let's be realistic. There are some real bad ones out there. Yeah, you know see, what I mean? But it was it was a stra- strange choice. I thought he maybe punched her. I was. Yeah, I was. I was. He might I was have. Thrown. I did, I did yeah. not catch it. Yeah, I don't know. I, that I, your your interpretation makes more sense for the for the. I, I was like, this was either way. It's a fucking weird ending. Yeah, it kind of struck a, a wrong chord. As happy as I was that it was like, oh, it's kind of cute that he and Allison genuinely like each other and they, they might hang out some more. Because even then, even at the bowling alley, he's not entirely sure. He's like, I'm not sure when we're going to spend some time again, so I wanted to get you this helmet because, ha, 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 you actually got knocked out a couple of times. But then she reveals her, her affections for him as well. And it was sweet. But then, yeah, it ends with that. And then he's like, well, let's not worry about it. Let's keep kissing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I mean, I guess it's, you know, being the age we are, um, mortality's on my mind a lot. You know, age is on my mind a lot. This is somebody that hasn't even gotten their bachelor's yet. How old of a man do you think Dale is? Um, I don't know. I mean, he's he's youthful enough looking. I'd, yeah, put, him, I'd put him in his, in his tw- I, I would not be surprised if he was in his 20s. Perhaps in okay. his 20s. See, I, I, I was clocking him at like 35 ish, maybe just cause he's hanging out with two dick and that's, you know, and maybe that's my brain going like, no, it's fine that they're, <laughs> they're together. But, um, I mean, it is, it is fine. She's a fully formed adult capable mm-hmm. of making her own decisions it is like a little weird, but I mean, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'd be weirder if it was, if it was two dick doing it. Um, I don't think he has a romantic entanglement at all. I think he's just a guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not amazing. It's fun. It's, I think it's, it's okay. Go check it out would be my, like, I don't have the, I don't have a, a strong opinion about it one way or the other. A solid, a solid B picture, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Uh, I think it'd be more fun to watch it with other people. Uh, the, yeah. Some of the kills are good, but yeah, kind of, yeah. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you can probably tell by the, uh, the, the shortness of our discussion here. We were both like, yeah, that was, that was a movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot to say about it, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need to, you know, but it's, uh, it's, if you, if you're into this kind of stuff, like if you like horror comedies, this is 
fun. If you like slasher movies and want to see just like a fun remix of it, I, I I am very curious to watch that. The cut that is like from their point of view. I think that sounds very fun. Yeah, it's as long as it's not too long. I, I watch a little bit of it. <laughs> I think they could get old pretty quickly. But yeah, they do manage for, like I said, for a plot line, a, a conceit that seems like it could get old so fast. They do a decent enough job with it. It spins its wheels a bit. You know, it gets a little tired, but I'd say overall it, it's solid. Yeah. Uh, so recommendations. Would uh, anything you've been watching lately that you want to tell the audience about? Well, I've still just been doing my big uh, horror movie watching stuff, which I've been posting about i'm behind on that now but uh um i need to update my twitter for it uh as i mentioned i watched cemetery man which is a movie i loved in in high school first time i watched it probably in like 20 years actually maybe even longer than that jesus uh but anyway it's like i didn't love it as much it's still funny and weird and but some of the weirdness like i couldn't just roll with is is easily this time around uh i think it's just you know taste change but um, that, and then I just watched currently on HBO uh, Max is We're Going to the World's Fair, which is a strange it's an art house horror kind of thing, I guess would be the, the way I'd describe it, kind of experimental. A horror movie about being on the internet, basically. Uh, it's a little monotonous in places, but it's it's slow and methodical. But the lead actress, who's never been in a movie before and is, is a child actor, is really good. Um, and it is burrowed into my brain. I keep thinking about it. It requires some patience, but I think it, uh, I think it's worth it. Check that one out. How about yourself? Uh, kind of two quick ones. So I probably recommended it on the show before a while ago, but I've been getting back into Taskmaster. Oh yes. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was on the show, but you certainly have recommended it to me before. Yes, it is it, absolutely hilarious show, uh, starring Greg Davis from, um, various BBC stuff and, uh, Alex Horn of Alex Horn in the Horn section, uh, two very funny, one a comedic actor, the other kind of comedian slash comedic band leader. The show is basically one guy plays the Taskmaster and he's got six contestants that are all, um, personalities uh from england or you know they would be known for by bbc audience and the tasks are utterly absurd you know just i don't want to babble on about it but it's just it's it's a fucking hilarious show um and a bunch of the seasons are free on their youtube page just look up taskmaster on youtube so you can just watch them free uh yeah totally hilarious show and the second one i want to recommend is i know i've talked about it on the show before but now that it keeps going is man i fucking love andor Andor is terrific. Uh, I just watched episode, let's say six. I don't really know, but boy, that is a that is a quality show. Even the episodes that aren't like home runs are still really, really solid. Uh, we've made it through the whole series without a single fucking force user, which is uh, I'm really excited for because I'm really tired of Jedi's. Uh, yeah, well, I, I heard it took quality. like six episodes for a stormtrooper to show up. That, that wouldn't makes me excited. That wouldn't surprise me. There's not a lot of that. It's really, it's a, it's just a, it's like just a good drama set in the Star Wars universe. It's, it's that's quite well awesome. done. And, and Diego Luna, I think that's his name, mm-hmm. uh, does just a terrific job. And uh, one of the Scars Guards, which I don't remember which one it is. It might is be the Stellan? bug-eyed one? Oh, uh, oh no, it is Stellan because it's the older one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's two older ones, but I think it's Stellan. He is in it and he's, he's terrific. He's, there's a, I don't want to give anything away, but he, the, the role he plays is, is, uh, is very dynamic and super good. So I recommend, uh, and or. I don't remember if we recommended Bake Off last week, but I'm still enjoying that. Hey, Bake Off is great. Uh, yeah. Everybody should watch Bake Off. Um, I'm team, I'm team, uh, Janusz. He's, he's great. I'm just about to call him Sanrio, but that's not his name. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, 
I, I you know what? I, whatever, because I don't want to look it up. Because if I look it up, I'm just going to find a, like uh, Sandro. Yeah. Sandro. Okay. Because I so often like I've done it before. I'm like, oh well, yeah, what's that guy's name? I look it up, and it's like, oh, this guy won the season. I'm like, well, crap. I'm four episodes in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I've, I've been trying to give myself a, a blackout on that, but it's yeah. Paul's mean again. It's great. Yeah, it's good times. Everybody should watch Bake Off. Uh, or sorry, yeah. the Great British Baking Show, as as it is wrongly referred to on Netflix. Sure. But the yeah the the other than the kind of laughable uh, Mexican week, um, I think everything else has been good. Just because yeah, the way they terrible. say taco is pretty. Also, that's that's cooking, not baking. That annoyed me. Yes, yes. Thank you. I mean, no disrespect. You know, it's a it's an art in and of itself. But come on. When you're making tacos, the thing is not just the tortilla. The tortilla is like part of it, obviously. I've had good and bad tortillas, but you're also asking a lot about the fillings. Yes. But I suppose it's, I don't know. You get into an argument about whether or not that's true of like the pies too, because the crust and what's the, how much, what's got to be the ratio of baked goods to not baked goods to make it a baked good. Whatever. Um, it's a fucking, taco is cooking. That's like, that's what it yeah, comes down to. That's it's, just it's how I feel. Yeah. Like if you work in a taco, you're uh, not like, oh, I'm a baker. It's the Supreme Court pornography thing. It's like, look, I don't know, but I know I want to see it. Yes. It's just, it's got, and by it, it's got cooking vibes. Yeah. And by it, it's uh, Clarence Thomas's erect penis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Clarence Thomas's erect penis, what do we want to watch for next episode, John? Uh, <laughs> I'm too busy thinking about Clarence Thomas's erect penis. Uh, uh, next week, we are going to check out a uh, little known uh, Tony Curtis vehicle called the Manitou, where Tony Curtis plays a tarot reader, kind of a phony baloney psychic guy, uh, who has to fight against a uh, reincarnation of a 400-year-old Native American demon. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's our two worlds colliding, uh, bad horror and tarot reading. So I've seen it before. It's it's silly, but uh, it'll be fun to watch and talk about, hopefully. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, we will see you all next time. Remember to follow us on Twitter at JawsPod. At JawsPod. At JawsPod. I don't know why they just completely blanked on, like, what the fuck is our Twitter? At JawsPod. We're also on Facebook. And if you can leave a review anywhere or tell your friends about it, uh, that'd be great. Thanks. Yes. Bye. Enjoy it. Goodbye.